You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. I would say it's never sucked. How do you like that, voice man? Oh, hi there, Al Dukes here. And if I'm leading the charge, that means Jerry's doing something with Rutgers, and Mr. Christopher Lepresti joins me. Hello, CeeLo. Good morning, Al. Are you concerned at all about possibly being by yourself tomorrow morning if Jerry can't make it back from wherever it is that he being is? Being by myself? Uh, hosting this show? Yeah. Oh, I can't do that. Oh, okay. Well, maybe Eddie can join you. I don't know how guys do that. Men, women, I don't know how they do it. Steve Summer's still doing it after all these years. I was thinking about this as I was driving in today. I don't know why it just occurred to me. He's been doing the uh, overnight for a little bit now in the middle of this goddamn pandemic. So he's from home. He lives in Manhattan without getting into too many specifics about his location. He lives in an apartment. He's married. I gotta would I gotta imagine that's not a good arrangement for his wife in the middle of the night as he's you know taking calls and schmoozing with everybody under the covers till five o'clock in the morning. Right, because <laughs> if he lives in Manhattan, it doesn't it means he probably does not have a palatial Manhattan apartment. Yeah, he basically apartment. lives in a closet, you know. Right, and he's a yeah. su- he's been a successful man, but I can't imagine he's got you know a, a big pad uh, wherever it is he's living in the city. It's a Think nice about, place. Oh, Eddie's been. Yeah, spacious. Yeah, bigger than my place, Eddie. Yeah. <laughs> Not two floors, though. That's awesome. Yes. He's wow. got a two-floor place in Manhattan? Yep. <laughs> Must be nice. Well, there you have it, then. No All problem. Right. I take back what I said, the then. 87. Wow. Got in early. Yeah, like me with... Uh, it's like those people that got in with Bitcoin very early. Yes, now that I like missed the boat on right that. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah, you know, yeah that is a skill. I, I always say that about uh, people uh, in the radio business. There's there's a certain skill to people who can talk to themselves for four hours Yeah, it's, it's and fill the airtime. Essential job requirement for a lot of people. Sure. But then there's that next layer. Do you have what it takes to be addicting to somebody who needs to hear you on the other side, which is a whole other skill set? Though I would say this, and this is no knock at all on any of the folks that do shows here, but there are some people that are married to the time slot itself, right? So the folks that tune in on the overnight on the fan, I feel like, you know, that's the addiction is that they just want to be into into the radio station, whatever's on, and whoever might be on, they might place a phone call to vent about some sports-related topic. So obviously the host still needs to be able to carry the show. Yes. But I think those folks, specifically on the overnight and the late-night hours, that's just part of their routine. I think it was the great philosopher John Cougar Mellencamp who once said, it's a lonely old night. Can I put my arm around you? There you go. And sometimes that arm is a radio. Sometimes yes. it's Mr. Steve Summers. Sometimes it's uh, was Tony Page for many years. For it sure. was Joe Beningo for many years. Yes. 
JJ up until a short time ago. JJ after dark. Yeah. What do you say, CeeLo? I've got some baseball news, and I've got some NBA things, and I've got some football things, and I have some non-sports-related things. Mm-hmm. Why don't, what do you say we go baseball first? Sure, Al. I think I know where you're headed, but go right you ahead. Do. Where do you think I'm headed? I bet you I'm not headed there. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I hope you're not headed to uh, a certain individual who once again is garnering headlines when he shouldn't be. Um, a Tim Tebow? Yeah. I wasn't going to go there, but now that you have CeeLo, uh, Tim Tebow has retired. So I just I, Next... I don't want to be that guy this morning, you know, the yeah. get-off-my-lawn guy. Okay. But why do we care about this guy at this point as far as baseball and the Mets and New York goes? Next... What is the point? Next stop? Cooperstown. Yeah. Tebow, Great. he blows. He blows. That's what he did in the minors. If you look at the, his career numbers. The long journey, the five-year journey is over. Great. Tim Tebow has retired. He'll go in Cooperstown as a Met. He'll have the yeah. jersey, the bust, whatever they do in baseball. And that'll be the next time we see him. He'll be up there with Jeets, giving an acceptance. <laughs> him and Jeter. Him and Jeter going, going in, in arm first and timers. Arm. <laughs> first timers. Uh, yes, that's over. So it's good. We don't have to talk about it anymore. This yes. is the last time. Thank you. That's it. He's retired. Good for him. Good riddance. Good because luck the Mets... with whatever you're being. Yes, he as Brad Heller just told us in the update, he feels he's being called to do called. I think Ooh. it was called to do something else or called elsewhere. Is that right? That's great. Go and do that. Mm, he's Stay been off called, the baseball field. He's been called to back home with his Miss Universe wife. Of yeah, his. right. He'll Is he be officially he'll be married okay. or, or they're engaged? Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I think it's his fiancé. Don't know, Al. Good question. Fiancé. See if I can effort that for you. That's all, fiancé. Uh, secondly, I did see that uh, Domingo Herman, who pitched for the Yankees, that uh, the Yankees are giving him a second chance. Do I have that correctly, Mr. CeeLo? Yes, you do. That's what Aaron Boone and the organization have said throughout the offseason here. Then there was some confusion, I guess, yesterday after mm. uh, the Yankees uh, said that about Domingo Herman that he would be back. They're giving him a second chance. He deserves it, they believe. Uh, that he had put something on his Instagram, which he wrote in Spanish, and he wrote uh, in Spanish, everything is over. Yeah. To which people seemed a bit confused, which was then deleted, and then he posted again in Spanish, I'm ready. Yeah. I think there was just a communication breakdown. I there. agree 100%. Right? Everything is over. He probably meant everything is behind me. Yeah, and put the pass behind me. That's and right. And I'm going to be pitching for the Yankees again. I agree. I'm with I'm with you lockstep on that, Al. Now, Domingo Herman, that was a steroid situation? No, it was a domestic violence oh. situation. So, yes, a little different than second yeah. chance uh, for PEDs, a much more right. serious situation in this oh. case. I get confused sometimes when time uh, passes. I don't know if these guys, uh, when they come back from their suspensions, whether it's steroids or domestic abuse. It's normally one of the two. I don't think he had any uh, steroid or PED past issues. I believe that this was strictly a domestic violence situation. Mm. Um, And he basically, the suspension ended up being what it was to cover. You know, they made it the amount of games and then adjusted it, I think. Let me see here how they wrote it. Uh, suspended the first 63 games of 2020, making his punishment for 81 games, including time served in 2019. So basically they took 2019 and then just made it the exact number of games that were going to be played last year, I guess. Mm-hmm. And so you haven't seen him since, you know, whatever it was. Uh, been a little while. Uh, late 2019, September, I think it was. So he's been gone a while. All right. And at one well, point, he said he was done with baseball in the offseason as well. And now he's back, and he pitched in the Dominican Winter League. And so there's, there's a lot of intrigue surrounding this, uh, yeah. this gentleman. All I don't right. know if I can call him a gentleman. 
Individual. Probably not. Yeah. Individual baseball player. Yes. So his uh, Instagram of everything is over. We are going to assume meant everything is behind me. Then p- people probably got to him and said, you're, very, you're confusing people out there. They think you mean uh, baseball is over. Yeah. Then he deletes it and puts it again. I'm ready. Got to clarify. I'm ready is much much clearer. There's no there's no way to misinterpret that. And I'm ready. And I hope he is. All right, shut your mouth. Keep shut out of your... trouble and yes. throw well. Yes, keep out of trouble. Number one, keep out of trouble. Yeah, that's the first thing you got to do. Get locked You're in Domingo on baseball. Herman. Yes, make baseball your new favorite. Make baseball great again. There you go. That's what I say. That's, he should wear a hat that says that and walk around the clubhouse with it. <laughs> probably not. Probably would be taken the wrong way. Uh, right. The Padres and Fernando Tatis. This is I will never understand the economics of baseball. <laughs> I will never, ever get it. Okay. Padres. See if I can and, walk you through this. All right. Padres and Fernando Tatis have reached, uh, well, the sources say it's not official, but have agreed on a 14-year contract mm-hmm. worth $340 million. Right. This is an. If I was an owner right now of any sports team, I would be in full panic mode that we're never going to be able to put people in the stands again. That'd be where I would be today. Why would you be? Why would you feel that way? Because I feel like ever again, when ever we already again. have teams that are talking about slowly bringing back a certain percentage of the right. uh, the audience or the I, uh, attendance y- figures. Yeah, right now I would be very nervous to f- to think that I could ever fill Petco Park again. Okay. Don't you think people? That's will me be as a wa- panicked owner. Okay, but you uh, let's see. How do I say this the right way? All right. Um, say it nicely. I, I'll ask it this way: Would you say that? Um, where do you fall on the scale as far as COVID nineteen concern goes? Overall, me personally, where, where, yeah. Where have you stood on that? I'm not very concerned. Right. Okay. So don't you think that there are a lot of individuals out there that feel the same as you and once given the clearance and the okay to go into the building that will be desperate to do so because they've been without it for so long now? I do. But my fear is that uh, local politicians uh, will not allow it. Okay. And I'd be very nervous if I was an owner of any sports team or any arena, rock concert type places. Yeah. hip-hop shows, that sort of thing. Well, I'd we be nervous that they won't let me fill it. We definitely saw, I think, some of those nerves or the result of the money lost last year in a lot of spots with the baseball offseason, right? We talked about yeah. slow moving and they're, you know, they're, they're colluding against the players, the owners, because they lost all this money, yada, yada, yada. And the Padres have kind of taken the exact, complete opposite approach, right? They've been yes. very aggressive with their offseason. Very aggressive. Uh, and obviously they feel they need to keep up with what the Dodgers are doing. And we know all about the Dodgers and the fact that they're defending world champs and Trevor Bauer and Justin Turner's back and all that good stuff. So they've kind of taken the opposite approach. And I applaud them for that. So, okay, you said you were going to walk me through baseball uh, the financials. Right. So which, so, so other than so, okay, the, so, the parks being empty potentially yeah. for the rest of time, what's your what's your? So, conclusion? okay, I'm doing the math on this. Is uh, I did the math, CeeLo. A little I, over what, $24 million per year. Yeah, and I'll let you know how I came to that. I took $340 million, the, the, this, the entire contract. I divided it by 14, yes. the number of years. And as you said, CeeLo, I came to $24.2 million a year. Yes. Over 14 years. I also I don't know where baseball's getting their money from. Now you can tell me TV <laughs> deals, right? Okay, so national TV deals, mm-hmm. they don't get big ratings, so they can't be. They're not. They can't be NFL caliber 
money situation. I don't know. Because have they don't we get, researched what the TV contracts are in baseball? They just, they, They're not they as big as the be. NFL, but... Right, because they don't, they don't, the NFL for a rando Thursday night game draws 24 million people. Right. 50, you know, 17 to 24 million people. Baseball's drawn like a, a half a million people. So I don't understand how they do the math on it, other than that when you pay for your cable service, you're paying for SNY and Yes Network and whatever version they have of that out in San Diego. Whether you watch baseball or not, your grandmother, whether she watches baseball or not, your sister, whether she watches baseball or not, everyone's paying for it. And at some point, that's going to come to an end. It has to. Mm -hmm. And then where is that money coming from for these baseball teams? That's what I'd be like if I was negotiating with Fernando Tatis. All right. Where am I getting this money from? Well, look at it this way. Okay, so his 24... And change million dollars per year. Per year. Where do, I don't know the answer to this, but it's not at the very top as far as the AAV goes, right? I don't know what that means. Aver- average annual value. Oh, right. So compared to the, I don't, I don't know what the highest salary number in baseball is this year. Is it Trevor yes. Bauer now? I'm not sure. Hmm. Right? So you just take that. It's a young player that they feel is ascending, right? So rather than let him play out his controllable years, and then when he hits free agency or is set to hit free agency, you're potentially having to pay him even more because, A, he's either an even better player at that point with the prospects of hitting the open market with other teams interested, and, B, what direction do these contracts almost always go over time, right? They're always pushing the envelope. It's always more and more and more and more, right? Yes. They only go up stocks. They only go up, right? So it's the Mm -hmm. same concept here. Is it a gamble? Of course it is. It could blow up in their face the same way, you know, the Yankees have had long-term big contracts not look so good on the back end, you know? But it's a young player. Um, It's not the highest contract ever paid out in the history of baseball. It's up there, but it's not the highest. It's a a young team, an ascending team, a building team, and they want to lock in one of their, what they feel is one of their cornerstone players. I need this bubble to burst. I do. I need it to burst. I want it to burst. Why? Because how will that make dumb. you feel better? Will it, make me feel better because I won't give a, one individual man three hundred forty million dollars. That's but, why. But, okay, so when when the because Angels gave Mike Trout me. his contract, yeah, I have a problem with that. As you well. did? Okay. Yep. A right. Rod, all Garrett Cole. Yeah, all. Yep, Garrett Cole. Mm. They so don't. When make the Mets sense. pay Francisco Lindor, you're gonna have a problem Correct. with that as well. Pro- all right. Well, problem. at least you're consistent. That's not good. a problem. Well, I'm gonna have. I'm gonna be wishing for the bubble to burst. <laughs> That's what I'm wishing for because it doesn't. Is this finance. jealousy, Al? It's not jealousy. Right. It's 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 economics. If well, it is were, economics, but it's dictated by a market, right? I know, but but it doesn't make any sense. It be, I don't know where the money's coming from. All right, I'll ask it this way: Most of these owners are very rich individuals, right? Yes. Do you really think a lot of them are taking losses, like no. volunteering and no, just no, no. handing over this money? Nope. I don't. All but right. Again, I don't understand you the don't understand economics it. of it. All other right. than everybody and their grandmother is paying for the Yes Network and SNY. But at some point, I am telling you that's yeah, going to that, end. I mean, listen, that could be part of it. But I'd imagine that, that once that happens, they'll find yeah. a way to reposition to make sure that the money is still lining their pockets. Even before COVID, I looked around at empty baseball stadiums, empty, you know, they're, they're empty. Yeah. No, where is the money coming from? It's I like think a these scam. teams have learned and figured out that they don't have to make money simply off of attendance. Well, then where else is it coming from? 
other than the TV. digital platforms. Yeah, advertising digital platforms. Come on. I mean, that's 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 I'm the answer, it. is it not? You're over it, but that's over that's it. you just made the point of when you know your grandmother's not paying for the Yes Network on cable. Well, there. The, that's, what is it? They have what? MLB Advanced Media? Like they have, yeah. they pay people to figure out how to stay ahead of this stuff. The okay. same way the NFL has gotten its hands into all the things it's gotten. Because and sports gambling, these leagues have a big hand in that for sure. I'm sure that they're lining their pockets I with guess. that. They're You're all right. promoting that now because right. they told know they me can that, get rich w- off of it. All right. If you told me that one, I could see that. Well, I mean, look, like to your point about, okay, well, people aren't going to be watching the same way on television anymore. Maybe not. But think about all the revenue that's going to be generated on sports gambling that never was before. Because the minute your grandmother stops paying for yes and S and Y, <laughs> guess how much it's going to cost you if you want it? $45 a month. Right. They'll figure it Good out. Good luck with that. Don't worry. These these billionaires will figure out how to All stay right. rich. I need to see the books. Yeah, they're not going to show you the books. Bring me the books. I want to <laughs> see the, the ledgers. And your grandmother's going to be taking you know, the Panthers plus four. <laughs> <laughs> My grandmother does not gamble on the NFL, Eddie. That's what oh, the money's going to be. Oh, man. <laughs> Tremendous. All right, let's take a game parlay. Let's take a. That's right. Let's take a break here. I got a little NBA. I've got a little NFL. I've got a little of uh, uh, non-sports funness. I love to when get you do to. non-sports fun. And Boomer and G will be at the top of the hour. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential, and then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, It's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Al and Jerry, two scientists responsible for the COVID-19 vaccine. That's right. (laughs) Jerry is somewhere with Rutgers. No idea what state, what city, what basketball team. I actually don't either, I probably, and I should. Eddie Michigan. knows, I'm sure. Probably like Idaho or something. Michigan. 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 There you mm. go. Michigan State or Lovely Michigan, this time of year. Michigan. University Ann of Michigan? Arbor. Yes, Ann Arbor. Ann Arbor. 9, 9 p.m. tip tonight, Al, just with <laughs> Jerry's <laughs> <laughs> Holy mackerel. Oh, boy. Get these things over with early. Let's go. Yeah, 9 p.m. Jerry tip. Jerry might be joining you from uh, the, you know... La Quinta Inn and Suites from Ann Harbor tomorrow morning. Live from La La Quinta Inn. (laughs) So you're telling me that Jerry's going to be doing play-by-play of a tip-off at 9 p.m. in Ann Arbor, Michigan, and and then he's going to be here tomorrow. 9.07, something like that. And he's going to be here tomorrow morning at 5 a.m.? Evidently. I'll believe that when I see it. (laughs) Let me do one other baseball note here, CeeLo. Where's my notes here? Mm. Oh, Major League Baseball themselves. Tweeted out yesterday uh, information from Fangraphs, which gave the percentages of uh, a playoff odds for teams yeah. in Major League Baseball. Yeah, the percentage chance that the team you're rooting for is going to make it to the playoffs. Okay. They gave the Baltimore Orioles a 0.0, <laughs> 0. 0 chance. 0.0. 0. 
It's February. That dumb and stupid there's no way to go through life, young man or <laughs> sir, whatever. <laughs> Their season is over already. Daniel Blutarski. <laughs> Do you think yeah. that's that's because of who's in the AL East Mr. that they're Mr. Blutarski. Yeah, I'm sure that's part of it. Sure. I don't mean to get <laughs> sidetracked on an animal yeah. house rant here. Uh, yeah, how's that rebuild going for the Orioles down there in Baltimore? I guess Jeez. not well. Yeah, well, I think, yes. I'm sure they look at the fact that you've got the Yankees, the Rays, and the Blue Jays now to deal with just as far as the rosters go. So the the Orioles are in the middle of this rebuild. It's a young team, a lot of no-names, and a lot of draft picks and building through the farm system. So to expect those guys to compete and make it to the playoffs in a division where you've got three teams that have high expectations, we're not even talking about the Red Sox right now. Uh, it's a tall order for sure. I might throw a $5 bet on the Orioles to make the playoffs. There you go. Throw down a little Lincoln on that action. That'd probably pay off huge if I won. I'm sure it would. Yeah. If not, it's a coffee. I, you know, it's just like I won't yeah, get a coffee. Big, yeah, you can, you can $5. overcome that $5 loss. You'll be okay. Those are my favorite bets. I know people uh, like betting and talking betting now. I love a good $5 Parlay that you never yeah. win. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's like buying a couple of lotto tickets, basically. Yes, it's yes. A, we like to say no it's, a, it's a donation is what it is. Right. Yeah. It's like buying a couple lottery tickets. Yeah. Maybe if it hits, then it keeps me a little excited, like uh, probably the first two weeks of baseball. If the Orioles win like two games, I'd be like, look at the Orioles. Right. You'll be locked in on uh, mass and sport, though I think they cut a lot of their Orioles coverage or their, a lot of their staff. So maybe well, they ran out of money. Yeah, exactly. See and they don't even have about? any guys that they pay $300 million to. By this the way, real mean. quick to wrap that up, just to further blow your mind, Joel All Sherman right. had the deets here. So the, Pod- the Padres infield collectively, which includes Eric Hosmer, Tatis Jr., and Manny Machado, collectively the four starters. Want to take a guess? Their four combined contracts, not for this year, overall. The overall, money that they're guaranteed, because as we know, baseball has guaranteed contracts. $1.3 billion. <laughs> $812 Oh, all right. And the Boomer special, Tatis's contract, what was it, three forty? Three forty. After taxes, it'll pay him just under $169 million. Well, he better get a, He better sign another deal then. Yeah. He's going to need one. He's going to live with that. I think he's going to be, let's see, what is it, 14 years? Be, 14 years. So yeah. I think, and he's a January 2nd birthday. So technically after his age 35 season, he'll he'll still be 35 heading back into free agency. All right, fair enough. Not bad. Uh, yesterday, Tom Brady uh, took to Twitter with a video. Oh, this guy again? Tom Brady trolling his doubters in a video he made after the Super Bowl win. I Among, have an issue with this, but yeah. go ahead. I'm sorry. Among the people that uh, Tom Brady took a shot at in this video was a uh, tweet by your friend, yes. Sean Marash. Yes. Who works on the DA show. Yeah, where that they uncovered he, from months ago. Yes, uh, which I did pull up here. And it says, uh, Tom Brady and the Buccaneers are not winning a Super Bowl, Marash says. And fans and media, quote, clinging to the past need to accept it. Yeah. Boom. Great. Tom Brady right in his face. Moraz says a lot of things on that show and on a daily basis on Twitter as well. And quite honestly, he loves the fact that he was featured in this Tom Brady video. It's right up his alley. It's further exposure. Definitely. He subscribes uh, to the no such thing as bad publicity uh, mantra. I do like that, though, uh, that Tom Brady did that. But he called, he said, what did he say? I love love sports radio or something. I love, how did he tag it? Yes. Yes, it was uh, something sports, about radio, uh, talk radio. Okay. He said talk. Meanwhile, radio. he's referencing tweets. A lot of the audio is from television shows. So let's be a little bit more factual mm. here, Tom. If we're going to call out people for you know being giving you the business and being wrong about it, you could at least be right and accurate with your tweet. No. Yes. 
Do you think uh, Brady has a whole team of video people and things? Because there's no way, like, he puts out these, like, hype videos a yeah. lot. And there's no way he's, like, sitting down with his iMovie and, and banging out Oh, you didn't know? That's what, that's what Tom Izzo does with his free time. He works, he works he for works Tom for Brady. Brady? Yeah, he's a TB12 video guy. <laughs> Izzo, uh, get this. Uh, <laughs> I think uh, Tom Izzo spends most of his days just putting out Carter Roberts videos. I mean, they put out about 15 videos a day that afternoon show. Yes, My goodness. and then each of them will retweet the same video yeah. to get the views up. Yeah, I know They're getting good views, though. I've been asked a few um, times to, hey, can you, you help the cause? Oh, you is know? that right? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Which I'm happy to do, you know. Yeah, no, I, I see you. Yeah. I want to promote the show. Cha-ching. Yeah, I do look. Yeah, I uh, wish, Eddie. <laughs> I do look. Right, that's what you got to say, C-Logo. Where's my cash? Slip yeah. me some cash. I'll promote your videos. Nowhere to be found. It all went to Fernando mm. Tatis Jr. I also taken to Twitter yesterday, Mr. Joe Buck. There was a story going around that said uh, that where Joe Buck was on the Colin Cowherd podcast. I mean, Colin Cowherd has a show. Why he right. also has a podcast, I'm not means. sure. Yeah, More Colin Cowherd. Um, now you have a show on a podcast. Yeah, but I'm not the main host yeah, of a four-hour yeah, national show. TV, right, yeah, where his Thank bad you. takes get you know blown up every seemingly right. every day. Where he contradicts bad, himself and doesn't make any sense. My bad takes go unnoticed. Um <laughs> You know, there was a, he told the story on there that he, uh, it started when he was calling baseball games, when he would get to a high pressure games like World Series or playoff games. He would like to have a very tall beer in the booth. Yeah. As a reminder, hey, we're hanging out, we're having beers, relaxed. Duh. So he just had, he didn't actually drink he from it? He said he would sip it. Sip it. Okay. Sip didn't it. I also read it sometimes tequila as well? Or did I Well, then, that? so when, the, when he was telling this story, he said he brought it to the NFL when he started working with Troy Aikman. Yeah. But Troy Aikman was, you know, he's telling, oh, Troy Aikman's a little bit more bougie. He's got the tequila and <laughs> Grand Marnier and something else. So uh, I guess it kind of took on a life of its own where it, it the story then became that he has a couple drinks a game every game. Oh, it was shocking. Someone took a story and ran with yeah. it and blew it out of proportion. So he put out many tweets yesterday, you know, where you like do one of like five a like thread. this is the thread, yeah. a Twitter thread, yes, thank you. Where he uh said he he has it there as a reminder, it's a visual um and that he called out nj.com for saying that he had <laughs> that they said he had he admitted to one to two drinks a game, which he said please find that in the podcast i never said that oh boy and then he also and moraz put on blast put on blast uh, joe buck and tom brady (laughs) um yeah so then yeah so he also tweeted out a picture of some of his notes and even in the middle of all his chaotic notes there's a big handwritten right in there have fun so it's just a reminder he says the simple things for a fake grizzled professional who's been doing it forever now fake news sad good for joe buck i he you know he for whatever reason takes a lot of heat people yes. don't like him especially in joe this buck. area i think is the he the people think he's anti-yankee because he's a cardinal guy and you know going back giants i got no issue with joe buck i think he's a solid professional does a really nice job definitely seems to have a little bit of a personality when yep. you get to hear him off the air I, I don't understand the hate i really don't i love joe joe i would put joe buck in my top uh, broadcasters. Yeah, I would agree. I'm with you on that. Look at us Joe agreeing Buck. on a lot of yeah. things this morning. How about that? Then another thing that took on a life of its own yesterday, this was more down in the uh, Carolina area where the Panthers play. I guess someone out there had had said, hey, imagine if, uh, you know, w- what would it take for the uh, Panthers to get to Sean Watson? And they're like, well, you would probably have, you could, if you traded Christian McCaffrey and blah, 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 blah. blah. And it sort of took on a life of its own. From down there, all the national shows 
like on ESPN and Fox and all the all these debate shows, all the shows that do exactly what PTI does, but yeah. calls it something different. Sure. They all started doing this as if this were a real potential trade to Sean origi- Watson. Where did it come from? It Who's originated saying- with a with a with a local uh, person who covers the Panthers saying, uh, "Hey, if the Panthers are serious about getting to Sean Watson, yeah. it probably would take something like a Christian McCaffrey, yeah, like blah, a blah, hypothetical, blah, blah, blah. a yeah. hypothetical." By the way, this is what I love about some of these Watson trade proposals that yeah. include sending key players for, like, they, yes. you know, yes. Watson's going to end up then in the exact same situation. He's like, I understand he has <laughs> right. he has beef with ownership, and that goes beyond football and the roster and the players. I do understand all of that, but again, his frustration is with the fact that you know. And JJ Watt said it to him. We heard the audio. You know, we wasted another year of your career. But if he's going to end up coming to a team that's going to have to sell the farm to get him, right. then how the hell is that that's team hilarious. competing for a playoff spot? Yeah, doesn't Didn't make even any think sense. Of that. He'd be like, "Awesome! I'll go, I'll go to the Panthers. I'll be. I'll have Christian McCaffrey in the backfield." Yeah. Oh wait, no, no he's won't. gone in the trade. <laughs> yeah, that's a great point. That's why uh, it's got to be the draft. Uh, yeah, a million draft, draft picks. You know, like okay, there, maybe there's a couple of young players, but like you can't be trading cornerstones of your team, especially an offensive. So you're going to put him on an offense then that's got no pieces. We've right. already seen that in Houston. We know he can overcome it and run around like, you know, he's being chased for his life and throw to receivers you've never heard. They, I mean, look, they had some, they've obviously had good receivers along the way, but this year with Hopkins gone and then, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, I'm blanking on his name. The speed guy from Notre Dame. Anyway, he, he gets hurt all the time and then he got popped for PEDs and then Kenny Stills was gone and he's throwing a guy. He was throwing at Chad Hansen who the Jets drafted in the fourth or fifth right. round and never saw the field. And that yes. guy was putting up 100 yards a game. So we know he can do that, but it's like you got to put it you got to put a team around him if you're going to compete and win. It's just, yes. I don't know, it's odd. That is true, CeeLo. On the other side, I've got a little a uh, little more football. I got a little uh, I have something involving strippers, Larry Flynn, Paris Hilton and Rush Limbaugh. Wow. And then Boomer and Geo at the top. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Al and Jerry, Radio Gaga, Radio Goo Goo, Radio Doo Doo. More Huey Lewis. One time in the studio when I was uh, back when I used to come to work and I worked with uh, Eddie very closely, uh, I had played a Huey Lewis song coming back from break and I was so into it, I, I, I took out a yellow posty note and I wrote myself a note that simply said more Huey Lewis because <laughs> I wanted to remind myself to go through the Huey Lewis library and That's see amazing. what other see what other songs um, would work as bumper music. Do you remember which Huey Lewis song it was that you played coming out? Uh, no, but anytime I play Huey Lewis, Eddie would still look <laughs> over at me and go more Huey That's Lewis. CeeLo joins me on the warm-up show. Jerry is in, we found out, Michigan for Rutgers, Michigan, evidently. Nice and toasty, Jerry is. Yes. there in Ann Arbor. Yes. 15 degrees, I checked. Oh, 15 not, degrees. That's actually Terrible. not bad, yeah. Uh, today's an anniversary of sorts for me, CeeLo. It's my 10 years on Twitter. Saw that. My 10-year. Yeah, my 10-year. Jimmy Crack Corn, and I, and I don't care. care. Jimmy Crack Corn. 
going and I don't care. Ten years of dominance in the Twitter market. How did I end up on Twitter before you? I don't know. I'm 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 late to the game in a lot yeah, of these but, things. I mean, in the job you were in, I'm surprised you weren't in on that early yeah. on. I don't know. Huh. I like to make sure something's going to catch on before I hop on board. I held sure. out. Yeah. Were you doing updates at the time Twitter was born or not yet? I was. So yeah. perhaps it was for news gathering purposes. Well, I mean, when was Twitter actually born? I might have not been oh, in on day oh, one. Uh, nine? Now? I just says I joined in May of 2009. And I was uh, working with you guys at the time. I think it was. Here on the uh, morning program. Late 2008 or maybe early. I think 2008. I, I wish you would have run in, into the uh, control room and said, Al, you got to get on this Twitter. I guess I should have. I would have had an I extra year. I remember joining thinking like, okay, well, part of my, like, I need to stay up on what's going on. And people are yes. breaking news here now. So I got I to gotta get in on this. We lost a giant in the radio industry yesterday. Mr. Rush Limbaugh passed away. Yes. He was 70 years old, complications from lung cancer. Mm-hmm. I was never, I never, I will tell you that uh, the amount of minutes I've listened to Rush Limbaugh were probably uh, just a handful because uh, back then when he was at his prominence, I was like really locked into Howard Stern. Yeah. And if you liked Howard Stern, you had to hate everybody else. Of course. Like he just hated everyone and he hated Rush Limbaugh and all this stuff. But so, uh, but I do know that he was a giant in the industry. I yes, mean, a titan. a titan in the industry did uh, middays, which was uh, why he was on huge stations around the country because, uh, you know, huge in huge cities and things, uh, they would have a local morning show, a local afternoon show, and then Rush Limbaugh in the afternoon. And yeah. I always felt like whatever station had Rush Limbaugh in the market, that was the dominant news talk station. Wasn't he simulcast on one of our the stations in our cluster here for some time or am i imagining that no he was on he he was on wabc in his heyday and it was one of obviously one of the stronger signals on the AM dial so when flipping here and there probably looking for a traffic report i'm sure i caught him a couple of times along the way then they moved i think is you know they moved into wor which is a much weaker radio station here in new york um and then i i also thought too like i know he used to rail i guess he he was a Big conservative guy, right? Yeah, so there was a lot of venom out there on social media for him yesterday. So. Yeah, but I remember, like, I, I I didn't pay attention to politics at all during his his big run. But mm-hmm. I I remember when I knew he used to like attack Bill Clinton all the time, and I do remember like when Bill Clinton lost the election. I was like, hmm, what's Rush Limbaugh going to do now? <laughs> like, <laughs> his career is over. That's it. And when, the, it, when did it, Bill Clinton lose the election? Yeah, I don't know. Or when he when he was when he was no longer in office. <laughs> okay, when his so how about that? After his, he served as eight years. Right, after he's yeah, right, yeah. right, right. Successful Perhaps what you're remembering Correct. now is maybe he was highly critical of him during the whole Monica Lewinsky period and episode. I'd well, imagine. Yeah, but no, but that also is to my point. Then, like what Eddie's saying, eight years. So he had All like right. a, a powerful eight year run where he got to rail on the president. Right. Right, but so then when that eight-year run ends, and then a Republican goes in office, it, I think it just changes. Yes, nice his, job. His, no, thank you. <laughs> That's exactly what I meant. Um, so uh, rest in peace, Mister Rush Limbaugh. A lot of people put him up there with. Uh, uh, I saw a, a Craig put out a thing yesterday, although I disagree with one of them. He said Howard, Imus, Rush, and then I'm not sure who else is after that. So you you disagree with what part of that? He put Paul Harvey on oh, the list okay. too. I see. Yeah, I think Paul, I, I could see that, Al, though. Didn't but, Paul Harvey just used to do those, I'm Paul Harvey. Like, he didn't do a, a four-hour talk show every day. Uh, probably not. No. Right. Come on. Anyone could do that, what Paul Harvey did. Mm-hmm. Did you call Here's, Craig and voice your displeasure with his list? We have Paul Harvey now. They're called CBS Sports Minutes. Yeah. 
There you go. No, I did not. I didn't want it because because part of me felt like Craig wanted to argue with people with it. I was Looking like, he for put the Paul, Yeah, he's putting Paul Harvey on that list just to argue. I did see a lot of people though responded with Mike and the Mad Dog. There you go. Yeah, that's. I don't know if they're on the level of certainly not of Howard. Yeah, it's hmm. a, little, a little. And did little he different. was that the ranking also, or just he was? No, just he just threw him out there. He just threw him out because I would put, you know, I, I actually would put Rush slightly ahead of Imus. So Just Howard Rush, I miss. Yes, and impact and all that. Mm-hmm. I'm and way out he, of my league here, if you guys can't tell. All right, and then uh, <laughs> here's something in your league, but this is something that made me feel old. I'm 51. I'm a man. Paris Hilton turned 40. Yeah, man. No one's Shh. getting younger. What? I still picture her as like 27 years old. I understand. I understand. I'm with you. That, that was that, a that weird happens. one. I feel that way about myself. Certainly, others that I grew up watching or listening yeah. to. I mean. Time stops for no one. Yeah, so, that yeah. was. I don't know what uh, that one. Uh, that I'm one sure hit me right, look right in the chest. Yeah. No, she does not look forward. Right. Forty. Although nowadays is uh, forty is the new like uh, thirty. Twenty. I would say maybe or twenty. 20 Let's go twenty. People in their sixties that look amazing. Absolutely. So, yeah. so uh, and then one more non-sports take for you here, CeeLo. You know, Larry Flint passed away the uh, last week. I believe it was. He's the man who invented Hustler magazine. Okay. So he's gonna have, they're going to have a celebration of life, which will feature strippers and booze at the Hustler Club in Las Vegas. Oh, well, I mean, you got to go out that way, right? Get out there. Oh, yeah. Brand. Listen, if you want to, uh, you give a, if you want to give a true rest in peace to Larry Flint, you do it at the Hustler Club. Yeah, you got to honor his memory and what his yeah. legacy was. That magazine was too much for me growing up. That was not my style. Yeah, never, I never was, perused Hustler. No. No, no, I was more of a playboy, a little cleaner. Right. Then again, I really didn't grow up in the that type of magazine <laughs> era. Well, you missed out, Sila. When you <laughs> discovered nudie magazines in the woods, that is that was something growing up. That was a seminal moment for a lot of young a lot people. of I, us. I understand. I, I, I the the, <laughs> the impact and the significance is not lost on me when understanding history. I just didn't yeah. have the personal experience myself. Who put them in the woods? That's one of the great mysteries. Mm. But there was always nudie magazines it in the woods. It might have been a divine intervention, right? Right, that's true. Aliens may have put it, may have put them there for us. Right. Uh, let's do a CBS Sports Minute, and this is uh, Amy Lawrence. She takes a look at the future of Serena Williams. You know, she lost yesterday. She did, and mm, cried. How about yeah. that? Oh, okay. Amy, tell us all about it. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see here, CeeLo, that the Nets are going to be without uh, KD tonight versus the Lakers. Kyrie probable. Yes, his back stiffness miraculously feeling better, I'm sure, for tonight's game. Hmm, okay, that's good. Yeah. And I was also reading that there's uh, people wondering what's going on with R.J. Barrett and the Knicks, that his playing time has decreased. Yeah. Is this okay. a big deal or not a big deal? I guess you'd have to talk more to a hardcore Nick fan about that. I'm sure Boomer and Gio will com- comment on that here in the open as they discuss would, last night's Knicks game. Who would you put on the radio station, talk show host, as the biggest Knicks fan? 
Oh, does one stand out? Uh, like we could uh, go maybe immediately. Bo- maybe Boomer. Boomer. Right. Craig seems to really be into the Knicks. As he well. is. That's true. That is true. I, I I would put them probably on even playing field as far as that goes. But we can go right to Evan for the Nets. We right. can go That's right to it. Rangers yeah. uh, and Boomer. Yeah, you know Rangers what I mean? for Boomer. So we can give we could give the Knicks to Craig. I'm good with All that. Right. I know Moose is a Knicks fan. JJ is a Knicks fan. So I, the they're other Knicks fans. Well, they've just been bad for so long. It's like you don't get a sense of who's you know the real true passionate guy because there's been nothing right. but negativity to talk about for so long now. Well, that's uh, and I don't like negativity. You know me, CeeLo. Yeah. I'm only for the positive, Mr. Things. Positive. Oh, I also saw this is interesting that the NBA players are hesitant to promote the vaccine. Why is that? I did not. I saw the headline. Well, and read the story. I saw a couple of things. One that they don't know if they should trust the vaccine, or two that they're just using it as a chip against the owners. Like we'll promote the vaccine, but then you got to give us something. One uh, of these things. So it's a negotiating tactic now. Some say it's a negotiating tactic. Some say that some of the players don't trust the vaccine because, you know, they're scientists. There's a lot of non-trust going on (laughs) in professional sports. In everything. Well, yes. We're in the most non-trusted era ever. No one trusts the media. No one trusts social media. No one trusts your regular news. A lot of anger and disagreement. It's unfortunate. Where's... Sue Simmons, Start your morning oh. at 5 Sue, Sue, Chuck Scarborough. <laughs> <in the warm-up laughs> show. 